Champ oh, no. is here. No, no, no. Somebody said wrestling, and oh no, MVP's about to make an appearance. No. Let me tell you this, brother. Stop looking. You found us. You're part of the revolution. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Our kids are worthy. They are strong. They are confident. Whoa, that scared at me. Oh, God. All around, we're always in this together. You just can't let stuff get to you. You you have to keep yourself positive. To know that there's an outlet for them to be able to participate and feel confident and feel strong. Greatness comes from failure. Greatness doesn't come from repeated just success. But with the support that we get from the community and the torch runners, it really comes from their hearts that makes it real rewarding for us. Let's all stay interactive and let's stay so connected. That's okay. right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're catching this podcast. I'm Chris Darnell. And I'm Edward King. And I am Bruce Clark. And this is episode 71 of Welcome to the Revolution. It is the South Region's Takeover Week. So as you heard it, Bruce Clark is with us. And we're also joined by Jalen Lewis and Laro Garza, the um, executive directors um, of the South Region. Um, I always get caught up with my words in the morning, and it's very <laughs> annoying sometimes. Um, but we keep pushing on. But we have a very special guest with us this morning Kamad is with us. She is an athlete from the Austin area, from the South region, and she's doing a ton of amazing work um, at an institute in Austin that she will talk all about here in just a minute. Um, but we are super excited to have her on today. She even has her own podcast that she does herself, and she's going to talk all about it here in just a few minutes. But we just want to ask, good morning, Kamad. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? We are good. We are super excited to have you on the show today. Uh, you brought a big group on today. We normally don't have this many people on the podcast, but everybody's jumped on today because you are here with us. And, uh, you know, we're just going to get started and, you know, tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself and then we'll kind of go into the interview process here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Come on. So hi, everyone. My name is uh, Kamal Alagabond, and I'm a new member of the Executive Athletes Leadership Program Committee. I'm a full-time student at Nonpareil Austin, and we have a contract with SOTX to create a competitive virtual video games for your athletes each semester. I am honored to be in athlete over the last 10 years, SOTX taught me to be bold, brave, and competitive in real life. I love to play basketball, swimming, and track and field. And I love all the virtual events and classes with SOTX. I'm a health and global messenger and I'm a head of our SOTX. TikTok committee to create competitive events for athletes monthly. I also am a member of ArtSpark Texas, which is a nonprofit organization in Austin for artistic adults with disabilities. My group is trying to create a podcast channel to help rise the spirit of all people with disabilities 
to speak up about themselves so we can hear everyone's stories. Although my goal is to podcast SOTX athletes to be their voices so everyone can hear about our stories. As a member of the ALP, executive committee, I feel responsible to find out what caused our athletes not to get involved and relay the message to the right authorities so we can improve our organization to serve our athletes better. We're all in this together, so let's build it for the better future. Thank you for listening. That's pretty awesome. See, you know, you're you're saying things that we've been wanting to hear from some of our athletes about how to go ahead, go about getting involved with the community and um, letting the athletes, letting those that have you know disabilities, be heard. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm glad that you're here. We're gonna have some good times and, and great fun. Um, but Chris, you look like you were about to say something. No, just kind of about to reiterate everything that you kind of said there, Everett. You know, there's a lot of great things that you're doing. Come on for our community and for our athletes to let them have their voices heard. And we can't wait to see where this journey kind of takes you in the future because you have a lot of work um, that you've kind of done uh, in the background to get this started. And, you know, you've, you've released a couple um, of podcasts that we've listened to and you have more to come. So we can't wait to kind of see where, where you take off from here. But I'm just I'm going to hand it over to Bruce. Bruce has a, a couple of questions for you. So I'm going to hand it over to him. Sure. Um, come on. Um, how long have you been involved with Special Olympics? I've been participating with Special Olympics for 11 years. What events and activities do you like participating in? I love to play basketball, swimming, and track and field. I enjoy all virtual events and classes with SOTX. I'm a health and global messenger, and my favorite fun activity is created TikTok contest to encourage our athletes to compete and have fun. When it comes to fundraising, Tipicop is the most fun activity I like to participate in. I also am a member of ALP Executive Committee from South Region and I enjoy the meetings and leadership ideas we discuss in the meeting. You know, come on, that is that is something uh, that I really like. Uh, um, last week we were just talking about, you know, our ops meetings and things of that nature. You know, with being a part of that and, and everything, how do you feel that those classes have helped you where it comes to being able to speak and and public as well as, uh, you know, the PowerPoints and putting on, you know, uh, different things to that nature. How do you like doing, let me, cause I was going a little fast. I'm eating um, some sour, sour uh, patch troll crawlers. So now I'm all hyped up. <laughs> so really let me eating candy on our podcast. Oh, you know, I'm not supposed to, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, come on with the Alps meeting. Um, do you feel like that's helped you be able to speak out in public and in front of people? Yes. Throughout the last decade, Special Olympics taught me how to be bold, brave, and competitive in real life. 
I am strong and persuasive with everything I've set my mind on, and I owe it to Special Olympics. I want to teach our athletes to be a better themselves. I really enjoy creating fun ways to make our athletes feel competitive with each other. For example, I create many TikTok contests at SOTX and posted them. I'm now in the middle of recording our athlete stories and encourage your station to podcast them so everyone have a better understanding of where they're coming from. All right. Now, Chris, uh, you, I kind of, with my question, I didn't even realize, I kind of jumped into one of your questions. So, you know, would you like to go ahead and and, and ask uh, a question or two? Yeah, that sounds, that's a lot of great stuff, Kamad, that you're doing. It's a lot of great stuff, you know. Um, you know, learning into, you know, Alps, like Everett was saying last week, our episode was all about Alps and, and you know, what our athlete leadership, you know, does and what they do in the meeting. So, you know, an, another question is, like, you, know, you know, answered why you became an athlete leader. So what has the, this program taught you? What has Alps taught you? There's been so many times in my life that I was hesitating to participate in something just because I was so afraid not to fit in. The beauty of Special Olympics is no matter where you are in life and how much you are capable of performing, there's a place for you to participate and enjoy overcoming your challenges. For example, if you are in a wheelchair, but you would like to run, then Special Olympics has a program for you to run and enjoy competing on your wheelchair. Are you weak on video games, but you want to learn to play and compete? No problem. Special Olympics match you with someone who knows how to play and assist you to participate. There's nothing impossible in Special Olympics program. All you have to do is to ask how to get involved. I'm a global and health messenger through the last decade. Special Olympics show me how to present speeches to various vendors, volunteers, and donors regarding my personal experiences with them. They taught me how to live a healthier life physically and emotionally and share my opinion to other athletes. SOTX is capable of training any interested athlete with different abilities and disabilities hard to express themselves physically and emotionally so other athletes learn from them. I invite everyone who's not part of uh, Special Olympics to join with us to learn to be better themselves by using our trainings and events. That's, that's, a, that's a great way to put it, of, you know, what this program has taught you and what it can teach other athletes. So if, you know, another athlete didn't know that they wanted to join, why should other athletes join the Alps program? This is a great question. I strongly believe each one of the athletes have their own unique talents and techniques to overcome challenges. It is absolutely critical to create a broad diversity to our ALP members. This is the only way that our athletes will benefit from different areas, race, religion, way of living. The diverse ideas of our future ALP athletes 
creates a diverse solutions for our programs improvements. Yeah, and Chris, uh, just to build on that point about what Kamand was talking about, uh, diversity is really one of our our key goals and initiatives as, as an organization this year, but especially with our athlete leadership group, because right now we don't really have that diverse of an athlete leadership group. And, um, and I challenged our executive committee to go out and talk with those newer athletes, maybe from those teams or areas that they've never talked with before, because I think what happens is a lot of times our athlete leaders, when we tell them to go out and recruit other athletes to be a part of ALPS, um, they go out and recruit their friends or other athletes maybe who maybe are the same ethnicity or race that they are. Um, so that doesn't help us with the diversity issue. Yeah, I was about to ask, you know, what kind of steps you were taking with that, Bruce, to make it diverse. But it sounds like you you and your group have challenged everybody to go out and talk to people that they normally maybe wouldn't talk to in their normal lives. So you've, you've challenged everybody to get outside their comfort zone, essentially, to go ask these other athletes to join. Exactly. That's, that's what it's all about, is stepping outside of their comfort zone. And just talking with new athletes or new teams, maybe who they've never talked with before out at competition. That's awesome. I don't know about you ever, but that sounds like Alps is going to explode once that happens. Definitely. You know, and that's that's kind of the same thing that we were talking about uh, last week, you know, and, and it's good to hear <clears throat> from two other members, uh, not only just members, but, you know, the one in charge of it here in, in, in the Texas area. So um, this is amazing. Uh, oh, this yeah. is something that a lot of people are probably they've been waiting for. And, and it's good to see that we've taken that initiative and, and moving forward with it. Like I said, it's, it's going to, I think it's going to explode after this and, and seeing all this stuff grow. So come on, we talk about, you know, having athletes get involved with Alps and our athlete leadership. So why is it important um, that we hear the different stories from our athletes? The future of special Olympics depends on our athlete stories is absolutely crucial to hear our athletes' voices so we can have a better understanding of their wants and needs. Our athlete stories tells us how we can improve our programs, events, and activities. I hope ALP leaders, coaches, staff companies, politicians, and much more listen to help them overcome challenges. That's so true. You know, all the improvements that come to our organization and everything that we do as staff to provide different experience for our athletes come from hearing what they want to see in our organization and hearing what they go through on a daily basis. And, you know, I kind of want to toss it to Jalen and Laro, you know, being from the South region and, and working with our athletes so closely as, you know, program directors and now executive directors, you know, how is how important it is, is it? that we listen and take what our athletes say to heart and actually produce those changes within the organization? So that's actually a great question, Chris, because it's, it's very important to um, have input from our athletes. I always say it jokingly, but it's actually a real thing that, you know, without the athletes, we're not here. You know, Special Olympics doesn't exist. Um, me, Lotto, Bruce, Everett, Chris, we're not staff with the organization. So uh, to, to hear it from the main source is always a go-to. 
um, even when, when we're doing presentations and when we're out in the community, you know, we love to have athletes involved with us um, hip and hip because what better way to, to sell your program or to talk about your program than someone who's actually involved with it, um, especially someone like Kamai, who, who's been involved for 10 plus years. You know, she she probably knows more about the organization than I do, <laughs> you know, so um, just just having those athletes out on the forefront, I believe, is very important. And it also gives them an opportunity to become leaders in their own communities in their schools, at their um, at their job sites, to uh, to lead the way and lead the charge about just um, being more involved in the community. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the uh, um, I think that's that's a great way to describe it. That it's uh, uh, I think sometimes we kind of uh, forget, sort of. We you know we sort of are going through you know we're putting on our events and doing what we need to do for fundraising and things and you kind of forget who we do it for. And so having that constant uh, or more constant uh, uh, feedback from the athletes, uh, I think just helps us uh, better improve uh, everything that we do. And so uh, I think in regards to unified stuff, I think in particular, it's uh, uh, that's what we hear a lot about. And uh, <clears throat> I think that's very helpful. So I think having that constant feedback from the athletes, it's a, uh, it's really, it's great, really. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely the backbone of the organization. You know, what are athletes? We do this for athletes. So, you know, it just makes sense that we would yeah. take the advice from our athletes to make it better and, and do different things, um, you know, at our competitions and at our events that our athletes want to see. You know, and it's like what you and I've said numerous times, you know, yes, this pandemic has been a bad thing, but it's it's given us a chance to finally do some of the things that we here at Special Olympics Texas have been wanting, uh, things that our athletes have been wanting for us to be able to go ahead and try new things. And now when we're able to go out into our competitions, we have, you know, newer and better things that not only the staff members, but what the athletes have been asking for. And uh, I think this is going to make our events that much better. Oh, 100%. Definitely. Definitely going to make them so much more better. Um, is that even going to make sense? So much more better? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say so much more better? No, I said so much oh. more better. Man, oh, it's a wow. It's a Monday. Wow. Look, I actually had better grammar than Chris. <laughs> you all were all here to witness it. It's a Monday. You all here to witness. It's his old age. Though. His birthday was last week. That's what's happening. It was old age. Exactly. I'm getting up there in age. Exactly. <laughs> but no. Um, so, come on. We heard a lot uh, about the stuff that you do at the beginning. You said that you were at Nonpareil. So, what are you going to school for? And what types of projects have you worked on at Nonpareil? I'm a student at Nonpareil Institute in Austin. This is a nonprofit organization that teaches autistic adults to learn how to create video games from scratch. I've been involved with them since they opened in 2019. So far, I create various 2D design games. Currently, I'm working on making tackling games that character jumps on the platform similar to Super Mario games. The previous game we designed as a group called Princess and the Sword. This story of the game inspired by encourage our athletes to be better themselves. And in that group, I was the graphic designer. I designed this game for the purpose of associate athletes, use it in our e-games contests. 
therefore, I designed four levels for athletes with all different strengths. Tutorial level, easy level, medium level, and hard level. The tutorial level will teach our athletes how to play the game. And by playing the game, they will gain to higher the level. This game, it's designed for all athletes with different abilities. Right now, Nonpareil is making this game website friendly. And as soon as it comes out, we can deliver it to our athletes to enjoy. Nonpareil also has a contract with Special Olympics to improve their website usage. As a member of the ALP Executive Committee with my computer background, I created various healthy recipes and they have been published at SOTX website. I also created various TikTok contests in our TikTok site for athletes to compete and the winner was leading the next contest. The idea was inspired to bring leadership curiosity to our athletes. Those athletes were going to get invited with SOTX leadership classes to reach advancements and become a future leaders. We are encouraging all of our athletes to participate in our online activities. There's so many areas for advancement for anyone who is interested to create their own TikTok. I have a how to make a TikTok video posted in our TikTok site. We're hoping the Special Olympics staff publish that in our main website. So we have various access to how to learn online activities. Thank you for listening. Man, that that is so awesome to hear everything that you've done at Nonpareil and everything that you've done for our athletes and you know all the work that you've done for for TikTok and getting our athletes interested in in doing that and making videos on there to just get them interested in doing so much more through our organization and just in life in general with being a leader and, and joining our leadership courses and classes that you know Bruce Bruce holds all the time and he's talked about having them all the time and. You know, they even had their council meeting um, this past weekend that everybody was invited to. So they're doing just a lot of great work and you're doing a lot of great work. And, you know, we're so thankful and happy that you agreed to jump on with us this morning. Come on and share your story and share everything that you're doing that you want to do for athletes and all that. So we want to thank you for jumping on with us this morning. Definitely. And I'm excited yeah. about the uh, about the uh, video games that you're, you've created. I know I will probably be on the tutorial side for a minute. And then probably on the easy side, but you know, if you get the cheat code part done, send that my way so that I can learn how to, you know, win very easily. <laughs> you know, I just want to talk really briefly about the the esports component that Kaman was talking about because um, I think a a lot has um, over the past year and a half we've gone through a lot as an organization and uh, the, uh, the whole world, really. But I think one really good thing that has come out of this uh, pandemic is we, as an organization, have, have had to come up with new ideas, maybe that we wouldn't have tried um, before. And eSports is one of those, is one of those ideas that, that I don't think we ever would have um, ever would have uh, tried tried entering the realm of before. 
and we we've done like three or four Fortnite tournaments on um, on Discord um, over the past year and a half, and our athletes just um, it's just brought so much interaction to our athlete leaders who join those who join those Fortnite tournaments. And then also those same athlete leaders join Discord and play against each other, even when we aren't holding uh, an SOTX tournament. Um, they just get on there and play against each other and just have that association that they are so uh, that they are so much longing for right now because we can't be together in person. That is so true, Bruce, everything that you just said that, you know, we've gone through and what we've seen our athletes do and interact and the different ways that they get to interact, you know, through everything that we've done here with through esports, through So Connected, through anything, um, you know, they get to be connected even more than I think they were before any of this started. We're more connected, you know, because of, you know, the Google suites that we use uh, and that we can have, you know, these meetings that we're having now from all across the state. So we're all sitting in, you know, different locations, but we have that ability to connect. And I think that's the great thing that's come out of, you know, esports and so connected and all the programs that we've done and, you know, podcasting and everything. We've, we've been able to connect our athletes more than I think we ever have been uh, in this organization. And like you said, it's just, it's a great thing to see them interacting and connecting through, through different means of communication that they've done um, throughout these last couple of years. But it's, it's, a, it's amazing to see. Definitely, if I could get off mute. It was weird. I'm talking, and this is how long we've been doing this together, uh, Chris. <laughs> I'm talking, and you're saying everything that I'm saying, and I'm like, wait a minute, that does not sound like me. I know <laughs> I just turned this microphone off, but then I had the mute on the Witcher Call. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just seconding everything that Chris said. So uh, I just thought that was pretty funny that I don't know how to work this stuff. <laughs> and then your phone's going off in the background. It's fantastic. It's fantastic, the stuff that happens here. No, but uh, again, come on. Thank you for you know jumping on and sharing your story with us and sharing everything that you are doing <clears throat> out there for athletes. Uh, you know, like we said, you have your own podcast and you're you're getting athlete stories out there. Um, more than we can here at Special Olympics. So we appreciate it very, very much. And thank you for jumping on. Uh, thank you for your, Chris. thank you, Chris and Darnell for sharing the opportunity. Yes, ma'am. And anytime you want to jump on with us, we are more than happy to have you on with us um, to discuss anything that's happening at Special Olympics, anything that's happening at Nonpareil, anything um, that you have going on in your podcasting world. We're more than happy to have you on here and have you on in the future because i think we'll have you on in the future i can pretty much tell that you know you'll, you'll probably make another appearance on this show pretty soon so most definitely <laughs> i um, really appreciate it i just want to mention one more thing that that we're in con that we're in touch with uh non about as well is creating an uh sotx app um so I think we're going to work with them as well to create uh, our SOTX app um, over the next few months. Yes, definitely. A lot of, a lot of good work happening with Nonparel. They're a great institution and a great organization that helps us out a ton. And like, like Bruce said, we have a lot of things going on with them in the near future that hopefully uh, everybody will get to see here pretty soon. All right. Well, let's jump into the South region. Updates for the South region. Jalen and Lara, what is happening in the South region this week or 
coming up in the future? What's going on down there? So right now, um, the South region, like many regions or all regions across the state, is we're really focusing on the uh, modified summer games. And uh, for those who haven't heard of modified summer games or un or, or unaware of it, uh, we're focusing mainly on on track um, athletics for right now to get things going. But um, as as you all know, we weren't able to host our in person uh, large statewide summer games that we were all looking forward to September nineteenth um, through the twenty first, which now that I look at the date, we would actually be um, running around crazy right now with summer games happening. So uh, we're here on the podcast instead. But uh, what, what modified summer games will look like will be a, a more lower scale version of track and field uh, competition where we as staff are going to attend uh, the delegations practices or delegations will, will come out to us on a particular day. And we're going to host some running events, um, relay events, and then field events as well. And Athletes and partners will have the opportunity to compete in that. And although um, physically they won't be competing against other athletes across the state, they technically will be because um, we will be recording the times and the distances and um, inputting that into our statewide database and then uh, heating and divisioning and eventually awarding off of that and then uh, scheduling another day to go out to those delegations yet again and award appropriately. So uh, we're really um, hounding in on that and and making sure that, that we're reaching out to our delegations and make them aware of this opportunity. Um, this is an opportunity like we've never experienced before. Um, so we're we're looking forward to to offering it for the very first time in the state. And um, it's, it's going to be a great time, going to be a great event. So that's really our, our main focus right now is making sure that uh, we can host these these multiple uh, amounts of, of uh, championship athletic events that we're going to hold. And this particular event um, has been given a name. For those wondering, it is the official Texas Athletic Champions League, or Tackle for short. So you'll definitely be hearing that term thrown around um, in the near future. Yes, Man, yes. That sounds that sounds Tackle. exciting. <laughs> Tackle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, <laughs> that was, yeah, the 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 the, uh, the acronym. But uh, and I was same thing, of course, trying to get uh, all the. Uh, delegations on board with uh, doing a track and field event um, and just following up with them as well. Uh, what we are, uh, we're especially excited for our uh, UCS. Uh, we have our, uh, we've never had a whole school district be a UCS district. So, but we had got that on Friday. So we're excited about that. Um, and, uh, and so we're continuing moving forward with that as well. And, uh, but it's going to be <clears throat> in a, uh, an exciting fall and how we, you know, and how we do these these events now and how we uh, uh, do our track and field for this year, our summer games track and field for this year. So, uh, yeah, but that's our, our big push, track and field. So the track and field coming up, it's kind of like a, a smaller regional kind of um, look for it. But I was looking up and, you know, you were talking about UCS real quick and y'all are just, the South region is, UCS, a, a nice way to say it, it's exploding down there. Y'all are hitting up a ton of schools. The UCS has taken off in the South region and around the state. I was just looking at numbers and wow, that's crazy that we're not with September. Not, September's not even over and y'all have that many UCS campuses. That's crazy. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're pretty awesome, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I mean, that's sort of the, the I think that's the big, the big takeaway from that is that we're we're, we're super dope. Uh, <laughs> Laurel is definitely like we don't want to take you know don't take a lot of credit over here, but yeah. we're pretty yeah. dig awesome. We're, we're pretty awesome. 
<laughs> but you know, UCS is exploding everywhere. I mean, and schools are just signing on left and right um, to get within this program. And hopefully, you know, when we do take off on this, you know, the Texas Athletic Champions League and doing all that, hopefully it takes off and we get a ton of schools and just a ton of delegations to jump on that. Yeah. I, w- I will say that one of the things that has helped with it is the UIL stuff. So uh, wherever you have a chance to talk about UIL uh, and how it, uh, you know, we're working uh, with this uh, partnership with UIL, um, that helps. It certainly helps. So talk, talk about it, that as, as, as well. So that's uh, a very good to, it's been very helpful so far. Yeah, I know the modified summer games in Austin is October 16th is the date that we're doing that uh, competition. And we also have a VIP event uh, dinner type thing that one of our uh, doctors here in the Austin area is putting on that night that we're going to be inviting athletes out to as well. Uh, Obviously, um, I will unfortunately be out of town that weekend for a, for a wedding, but um, I know that we have those two events coming up in Austin. Your wedding, Bruce? Are you getting married? No, I'm not. Uh, oh, no, not sure. I, was, I, I thought we had breaking say, news here on the podcast. I know. I was going to say bachelor party, but no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's 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 a, a lot of stuff there, and, and you two. Uh, Laurel and Jalen know how competitive I am. So, you know, uh, I got to look at the numbers and see what the schools, you know, what it looks like. And I got to get with Hannah and uh, we're going we're gonna to knock this out. <laughs> we can't we can't let the South have all the fun. We need to get, you know, what we, we need a, one of those, uh, those like wrestling belts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you're talking right up my alley there. <laughs> the oh, champ no. is here. No, no, no. Somebody said wrestling and oh no, MVP's about to make an appearance. No. Let me tell you this, brother. We, we will take that challenge south. And you know, I'm not going to do the Hulk, so that's just not me. But I'm just tell you this. When you're in the presence of greatness and the North region is, we got to be great. So I'm going to leave it at that. Are you going to like a little... Uh, We're going to... So We're gonna lay it the smacketh down on the South Region. <laughs> oh, we need to have. We're gonna have a mural in the one of the in the office with the was it the Macho Man Randy said Macho Man Randy said with the little cream. The little cream is the cream rises to the top. I don't know if you if you remember that video of it. Yes, <laughs> it was very funny. An enormous man holding a little tiny creamer, <laughs> a little creamer pot. <laughs> the cream rises to the top. We need we need that. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's been a wrestling morning. Uh, we, uh, our athletic director, one of the coaches, uh, did something today, and they said, uh, "Give me two claps and a Ric Flair," and everybody did it. And the athletic director turned around and goes, "Who's Ric Flair?" Oh no! What? Oh no! What? Oh my god! Oh, oh my! That's goodness. surprising. Uh, and then the next thing you know, a whiteboard shows up and it says Wrestling 101, History there of you go. King. <laughs> there you he go. said I, he was a Hulkamaniac. He didn't he didn't he didn't do TNT and all of that, WCW and <laughs> Oh my goodness, saying all these acronyms it's like, whoa, am I twelve years old again? No. 
Man. Wow. <laughs> well, well, yeah, this, is, yeah. this is going going the wrong way. Well, I mean, it's the right way for me, but, you know. <laughs> We're off topic, y'all. No. <laughs> no, so a lot of great things happening here in the near future uh, all around the state. And, you know, we can't wait till we uh, release um, Tackle officially and everybody gets to be a part of it. So that is coming up here very very shortly um yes. a lot of cool things happening anything else that we need to discuss i would say you know this is the time we go into uh our football segment but we talked about it at the beginning so i mean yeah. i guess it could be hey football segment we're gonna cut to it now what about them bears and them cowboys Woo! And not too great. exciting since the steelers lost i know that that was that was a good game up until the third quarter yeah yeah I mean, there were some really good games yesterday. Yeah. Football, I mean, the NFL really is any given Sunday because you'll win games you're not supposed to win and then lose games you're not supposed to lose. And Yep. It's crazy. I think Laura got on the wrong one, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, my Packers play tonight. Monday okay. night. Can yeah. I ask you a question, though? Is Aaron Rodgers going to throw another game? No. <laughs> Last week was just a warm up, Everett. Hey, they look real bad considering the way that uh, the Saints looked yesterday. Holy moly. I got you, C. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> the Saints looked terrible yesterday. I do have to admit that. That was the really questions. Bad. Thank you. But uh, <clears throat> awesome. But, um, Bruce with the Packers. Week one's not supposed to be a warm up. That's what preseason's for. Right. <laughs> but these teams don't play their star players. So that's what you get week one. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem is the Packers didn't play any of their uh any of their starters, like any of the So uh last week was really their first time playing together for like over a year. I know it's crazy. That's crazy. Come on, did you say you were a Chiefs fan? Yes. you did. I'm sorry. I like the Chiefs. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I like the Chiefs, but I am a. If anybody comes from Louisville, I'm like their biggest fan. So you know, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I mean, that was a really good. game. I don't know if y'all stayed game. up and watched that. That was a good game. No, that was, a, was that was a good game. And what was it? The, was it the second touchdown that Mahomes threw off his back foot? And you're like, oh, it's already started. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then that touchdown where Lamar Jackson flipped into the end zone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a crazy game last night. It was, it was. A good. It was a good Saturday night, a Sunday night football game. It really was. All right. So, yes, he said that. But, you know, we also have, you know, a lot of different things. Uh, I don't know about uh, the South. Uh, I know. Bruce had given a date, but, you know, we have Bocce coming up out here in the North region um, starting in three weeks. Honestly, it's going to be like every single weekend of October. So, you know, those are some of the full, the cool um, contests that we're going to be having coming up right now. So, you know, if you're listening, you're trying to figure out exactly, you know, what's going on, you know, you just found out about the, the modified, uh, summer games um check with your program director to find out exactly what type of competitions they may be having coming up in october and november 
Yeah, I was just about to say, I can't remember. I mean, I hope we did last week, but we're officially, we're back open. We have stuff happening, so it's a busy schedule now. It really is. It's a busy schedule. It just popped in my head to make sure, like, make sure that everybody knew that. Yes, yes, we're <laughs> so, back. We're back open for outside uh, events. Uh, now, the only difference is we do have to wear a mask, uh, but, you know, uh, that's when you're sitting about. Now, when you're out in the field to play, you do not need your mask at that time. But once you do finish, uh, you know, we do ask that you put the mask back on. But, you know, like we said, we're, we're backing out. We're back and we're out. I didn't want to say we're backing out. <laughs> backing out of what? You in a parking spot right now? No. You know, and, and like here, you know, I don't know about you all out there in the South there, uh, but we... Well, I do know you all like volleyball, but, uh, you know, we we're looking at where we can't do indoor volleyball. So we're trying to figure out if we can do sand volleyball where we're, you know, still being able to be outside and and do some distance uh, social distancing and things of that nature. So, you know, your programs, directors are trying to be creative. So, yeah, sand volleyball. Yeah, well, awesome. we, we have the island here, so. You know what? We might have to sacrifice ourselves and have a beach volleyball tournament at the island. I mean, I don't know. No, that'd uh, be terrible. Terrible. Be a day, a day in the sand. It's work, really. Uh, <laughs> man, that would just, I mean, that just that's, that's torture, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, torture. really. Torture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if you guys want to come down for that, that'd be, yeah. I mean, it's more work. Really. Yeah. yeah, we'll be, we'll, we'll definitely come down and torture ourselves with that as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like we said, a lot of, a lot of cool things, a lot of exciting things and creative things happening around the state of Texas uh, with us being open. But, you know, thanks for jumping on and joining us for this episode of Welcome to the Revolution. We hope to get you for the next. Remember to stay so active and let's all stay so connected. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you join us again on the next episode of the revolution.